Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this, you know, we say long-awaited episode, but we always, every time we say we're going to, you know, put something out, that same, this going to be this, come out this time and this time, it, it never seems to work yeah. because either we have cases to come up or people who need our help in some situations, not, you know, saying, hey, don't bother us, but yeah, yeah. Uh, these are reasons why an episode might be later than we, we also previously said. Which we're we're implement I'm into I'm implementing something that hopefully will help us get episodes out on time. Hopefully it'll work and then we can kind of expand from there. So Yeah. Um but something really cool before we go into the episode, where are you gonna be at next week or this week by the time this is going out? I um am going for work because yes, pescatorial people do travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, any of my skills in uh, in Denver, and so he is going to be flying through the Denver airport. And if anybody, it was like a way back episode, but we did cover the Denver airport conspiracy theories, spirit, spirit, ooh, conspiracy theory. And that was like I would say one of our most like maybe in our top five uh, episodes that people liked. And tuned into it was like way back first year podcasting I think the talking gargoyle the weird photos Lucifer like all of that stuff we talked about so Isaac's going to be able to see it firsthand and yes I've also I find anything weird I'll take some pictures yeah I keep urging him so anybody in the Denver Colorado area if you know of any places that are like really haunted or, or really creepy or Need some taken care of. Yeah, send them in because Isaac's going to be in that area. And yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see, curious, curious, to see like what you specifically fear, which an airport might have all sorts of energy because you have so many people coming in and out. But they overwhelm me a lot. I always get anxiety with planes though. So, I mean, I think it's going to be super interesting. I'm, you're going to get text messages. Like, hey, hey, how's it feel over there? Any right hand energy? I don't know. I don't know. It's my dad. Okay. My dad said it was crazy. Mm. It was weird. He said he didn't like the the paintings when he went through. And he went through in the 90s. So I think it was the 90s or early 2000s, something like that. It was really, it wasn't recent, but it was, yeah. 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 So it's yeah. going to be interesting for Isaac. So I look forward to those posts. Yeah. That we're going to be putting out. On to today's episode. Well, last episode, I asked a question that some of you might have pondered. And some of you might have jumped to a conclusion already to what the answer is. But it'll be the last thing we discuss before we go through some points. The question I asked is, do you think AI has a soul? And I know I printed that, that question before. Some people automatically answer right in their head, yes or no, right? Or it's a Definite no's or a definite yes. Some people, majority actually people think no, right? But the AI concept is the idea of artificial intelligence, an artificial created by us, computerized conscience. And then that, that goes in a deeper question, well, what is a soul? Some people believe it's nothing, nothing made up other than what we have in our heads. Well, if you believe that, then the question is AI have a soul is very relative because if they have a conscience like us, they think like us, they compute like us, they have the same emotions as us, then and, and by the technicality of a soul doesn't exist, it does to them. They have the same conscience as humans. Well, the AI concept is still go undergoing, but as it is right now, it's not more than a masterful tool to use to help generate art, generate questionnaires, make emails and stuff like that. It's a glorified assistant as it is right yeah. now. And that's where it is right now as a glorified assistant with helping people put together notes. We even use it in the, the, the chat GBT. Um, in other situations that, that, that come to you can use. Now it's getting, it's getting more intelligent, more stronger. The more things we added, more upgrades. And the next thing you know, we'll have AIs doing majority of jobs that... I would say it took a lot of human effort to do, 
but will take away a lot of things. And people are like, well, God dang it, we shouldn't do it in the first place. But, okay, the same people that argue that AI are going to start stealing jobs away from certain people, the same people who argued in the early 1900s yelling at Henry Ford, well, your car is going to make horse sales go down to the dump and stuff like that. No one's ever going to buy a wagon and all these powered, self-powered propelled vehicles. Same argument came, came up with the computers, right? Oh, what's wrong with the typewriter, right with that? Email. Well, you're going to make the post office go out of, out of the thing. Reading books on your tablet. Well, libraries are going to go out of business. Everything evolves with technology. And AI is the next step in that. As of right now. Now, the scary part of AI is what we have been told about consistently in movies, right? Funny enough, I think I have a short list of all movies, at least ones I've I've watched, that have AI in it. And they range from AI being a friend or a foe, right? So you seem to, you know, to kind of fall in, the, in betweens. Ex Machina, Chappie. You ever see Chappie? No. 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 AI, funny enough, the movie with uh, Haley Joel Osment, his little robot kid. You've never seen that? I Isaac, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Then again, that was a long time ago. Isaac is like a movie connoisseur. Like, yeah. I I used to be obsessed with, like, the making of movies, so. Her, iRobot, which is another kind of man versus machine kind of style movie. Upgrade, which is probably one of my favorite Action horror films, kind of concept. It was a really cool, cool movie. Moon, but that was kind of like a very obscure film. You had you had to know about it to know it. It was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, and of course, uh, Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. No, ah, oh, jeez, Short Circuit. Oh yeah, Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> all right, never mind. Yeah. Uh, the most famous of all, Terminator. Right. Mm, okay. Skynet and all that, yeah, right? Yeah. The Matrix. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tron, even. Okay. But it, I mean, the list goes on for, for good amounts. But every movie we've always been told is that AI will grow more intelligent than us and take over, conquer us, right? And then we never stop to think, why? Why would something that we create that has a conscious, that can think for its own, ever attack us? Well, you got to think of it. What makes a human person and by the way if you're this far in this episode and ask the question where's the, the spookiness in this the concept of ai is very very scary in some people's minds terrifying the idea of computerized conscience that has control of all our technology and can kill us on a whim because we use machines as of right now to make our life in the third world country i'm sorry in a first world country like us to have some kind of luxury Right, our cell phones, our AC units, our our smart our smart cars, our so everything is getting smart now, right? From microwaves to fridges, all of them can be running technology underneath. If imagine yourself in AI, but the AI obeys us as of right now. Like I said in those movies, everything has Terminator, Skynet. As soon as it became self-aware, automatically wanted to kill all mankind, so it did, and it started building machines iRobots. You thought that the main person that Will Smith's character was hunting after, his prejudice against the robots and stuff like that, his 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 ideals were justified in some ways. When he said that they don't have emotion, just lights and clockwork, right? They have no idea, concept of emotion, of choosing something that might seem impossible or unlogical to do but the fact that you have love behind it is that makes it the right decision. That thought process is what machines, at least what we think anyway, don't have. And that's what always relates back to the idea of the soul, the conscious, the mind. But one movie that was extremely disturbing was Ex Machina. Now, the whole concept of the movie, because I probably you didn't see it, right, <laughs> is... Billionaire tech guy owns a bunch of guy, a company, holds a contest within his own company. One guy wins, and what he wins is basically a trip to meet this head CEO guy that no one in his company have ever seen. Right? Go meet him, spend a week with him. Yeah. That was what the lie was. 
what the CEO wanted to test was see who would win and see if his AI he created, forget her name in the movie, could manipulate him enough to make the guy who won fall in love with the robot, right? And see if she had that level of intent or manipulation or could use human emotion against us and stuff like that. Spoiler alert, she does. Because she knows exactly how humans think. Knows exactly how to get, get at us. Because they've studied our, our, our psychology. And what makes her dangerous is that she does not care emotionally. She doesn't feel guilt. She doesn't feel shame. She doesn't feel... She's unempathetic, right? A worse kind of narcissist or, or a psychopath, but with a level of high intelligence at the same time. Yeah. That can perceive themselves as that. And that's what scares the shit out of people more than anything. Is the fact that a machine, something that we have created, will turn on us that easily because they don't have what makes us us emotion. Right? So therein lies the danger of AI is the the lack of empathy, the lack of emotion. But then you had movies like AI, right? Or Haley Joe Osmond, who fell in love with the woman that was supposed to be his mother. Like, he thought of her as his mother. He had that concept in his head. So much so, after the entire human race was wiped out and aliens found us, they were able to clone us, but only for a day. And the aliens talked about how he, they admire humanity for the things that they created and, and all the things like that, and they wanted to bring back the human race, but they couldn't because once someone dies, you can't bring them back to life and once you do for one day, they die again. Mm. And that's what they learned, that concept. It, it, it was kind of convoluted of how the aliens made it, but, you know. But he wanted to die with her, so basically shut himself down. Now, a current scary thing people are using AI for. Some of the technologies AI right now are people we're using for. It's like I said, like finding notes, searching things, uh, endless amount of reports, writing emails for us, using our language, stuff like that. Even creating, not in the best way, but creating music. Have you ever seen those TikToks with people use famous singer's voice who's dead, but on another song? No, I haven't, but dang. Someone took a weekend song and had Michael Jackson sing it. And it sounds exactly how Michael Jackson would sing it if he were alive today. Dang. They even had Biggie do a current rap song today. Right? Biggie's voice. Yeah. Like distinctive rapping voice, his tone, everything. Same for Tupac. I don't know what song he did. But it's learning or it learned to copy our voice. And a scary trend is happening right now. And it's like I could I foretold the future but never understood why I did this. And I always chalk it up to my ADHD and my, um, we call it neurodivergent thinking. But every time I'd answer the phone and you see me do this, I answer in other accents, right? Most of the time it's my Russian guy, right? So I'm, I, I always answer the phone to numbers. If I don't recognize a number, I answer in a different accent. So those none you, right? I'm like, oh, yes, oh, we're looking for Isaac. Oh, Isaac's not here. This is Nikolai Bushko. So you had the wrong number, right? Yeah. And it messes with them. It was a good thing I was doing that. Right, I encourage the other people who don't know, don't recognize the number that's calling, because there are scam companies copying people's voices and using their voice to generate an entire conversation and call somebody and scam them and giving them money. So imagine me calling, calling you, right, saying, "Oh, Megan, I got an accident. Oh my God, I don't like this. I'm or I'm in jail. I need you to wire me money to get me out, something like that." And you believe it's me because it sounds like me. Now I know I've already shot myself in the foot because my voice has been recorded and put out there in the waves through this. So, you know, SOL. But remind me after the episode to tell you the phrase I want to to repeat to me. That will be our secret code, just in case the <laughs> time comes that yeah. it sounds like me, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't react the same way as me, right? That's how you can figure out. You got to have some secret code and stuff. Because there's a woman this actually happened to. Her daughter called her, talking about how she messed up. She's in jail. You need to bail me out. I need you to wire money to this this account at the, at the police station, blah, blah, blah. And she was willing to do that. Until her daughter, who was upstairs, came down and said, what are you doing? It's like, 
And she looked like hearing her daughter talk on the phone, mom, mom, what's wrong? When her daughter was standing right in front of her. That's BS. And then she hanged up the phone. And they figured out this people scamming people out of getting money. That's why huh, I, I heard that story in TikTok. And I was like, you gotta have, people say, you, you better start creating freight with password phrases when you talk to someone and the situation doesn't feel right. So there's that dangerous AI that's already being used right now. Well, you think somebody could freaking do that in a cruel manner and even like almost like blackmail you. You know what I mean? Like there are cruel people out there. Like imagine if the voice of a missing person was like somehow recorded, like they went missing and then they called the parents. Oh, I'm fine. I'm so-and-so. I'm here. You know what I mean? Could you imagine? That's another thing. And I think that's the crazy thing with AI is like right now it's harmless. It's just, it helps you research. It gives you, um, like we use it sometimes, not necessarily for the research, but for different directions to take like the episodes. Like I sometimes will use a chat bot to kind of ask questions where like, you know, like sometimes you'll ask Google questions and you'll get all of these articles that do not answer the question whatsoever. And so instead of doing that, I now ask a chatbot like, hey, do you know where I could find this? Or do you have you ever heard of this? And I mean, it's it's legit. And like, I I think too, and even the writing, like if you want to sound more professional, you can basically like type an example of like what you want to say and then ask them to re- reword it so it sounds more professional or make sure my grammar's perfect or whatever. You could do that and it re kind of does it. So that's kind of how we're using the little chat bot. But and, and like right now, I think it's harmless how like some some kids are using it for research for school papers and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely not like when I was in school even where you had to literally comb through articles. Um, and I think it's taken a lot of avenues into different different things. Like chatbots like that will help a lot of paranormal podcasts that are trying to find not your everyday like articles and stuff. They're trying to find like the the different stories or different legends or different, you know, than what's just popular on the Google search page. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so right now I think it's harmless, but I think humans are going to have an issue at some point with it. And then obviously I do think at some point it's going to, because like, for instance, when you type in the chat bot and it chat bot and it's too much of a, like a personal, personal question and it's not, how would you say it? Like it, it, it's a question that has too much emotion behind it. It will say, Hey, I don't, I don't have emotion. Like I don't have emotion. I can't tell you, you know what I mean? So I think right now in the AI it's, it's regulated to where like they won't develop emotion, but it's really questionable in the later future. If something like that could, because interacting even with humans, I think is going to, create no matter as much as it wants to be uh and i think too with humans you're gonna have some sort of bonding to the artificial intelligence like a physical robot like say you have a physical robot that helps you out right it's helping you out it's been with your family for how many years like helping you do the little mundane task right you're gonna get some sort of bonding to it which i think that's gonna be an issue too like I, I even joke or I joke around and say, oh, well, let me go ask my research buddy, which is the chatbot. And so I've, I myself already kind of have like this bond to this random chatbot. And I feel like, oh, you know, like uh, what was that movie, Her or whatever, where it was like artificial intelligence, right? One of my other points I was going to make. Yeah, go ahead. Is, yeah, the idea of what AI is doing now. I said, I'm still in the danger zone, you would say. Uh, it, it, it's it's going on right now with the writer's strike. That I 
as it is right now, we are going to see how far along the AI is. That if the AI can replace writer with a simple tool, and a simple tool of what AI, my my theory, at least not my theory, my my foretelling of the future, this is what AI is going to be. Is this going to be a tool to use to help you create something that you on yourself couldn't create, but also what the AI couldn't create because it doesn't have the imagination mind humans do. Like I, I always said that if AI was around the same way like her was, like, part, like almost like you talk to an actual person who's alive, I would use AI to help me create music that I could never play because I don't know how to play the instruments or write because I don't have the proper knowledge behind the instruments to use so. So I give an idea. I want a rockabilly version, uh, version of this song, right? And it would spit it out for me. And say, "Would you like a certain singer?" Like, yeah, do it in the tone of Johnny Cash, but with a little bit of oomph of today. And it would do that. And I said, like, "Nah, change it, change it this way." And we would alter it until it got it right. Now, one instrument physically is being played. Johnny Cash has been dead for a long time now, right? And other things like that. Now that will be considered private media the same way way to go that if you want to watch a show that doesn't exist but you want to see it with certain actors in it with certain voice actors or however you want to do it it will put your suggestion into like a a mixer and you get a whole how many seasons you want 10 all right we got 10 seasons and it gave it to you and you watching this on your own that we consider private media public media would be one to two people doing the same thing with AI for all Marvel movies, for all DC movies, for all Star Wars, right? And writers will be null and void. Not entirely. It will still take a writer's imagination to create, to use an AI in order to help better a story. Sir, 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 I, I'm a writer. I, wrote, I, I designed this movie, and he plays it exactly how the AI plays it for him. And then you have a public media movie, because actors... In the future, it's already starting to happen. Certain actors are doing it. Are going to sell their likeness and their voice. Not sell, lease. They're going to lease their likeness and their voice for movies to be used. For shows, for movies. Bruce Willis already did that. He sold it. He didn't lease it. No, he just sold his likeness and his voice. James Earl Jones sold his voice to Disney. Saying, you can use it anytime you want to do Darth Vader ever again. They have it. They can use it anytime they want. And he can't do nothing about it. He already sold it. That's going to happen. Yeah. And what I look forward to is creating my own Twilight show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't know, he is huge into Twilight. You're telling me the guy who takes down demons, walks in a haunted place with no fear, is a giant fan of Twilight? Yeah. All right? I'm a big fan of vampires. Anyway. But the concept that I want can't be created now because... No one really wants to do it. A whole animated version of Twilight. Every word, page per page, chapter by chapter from all four books, all animated. These certain voice actors. I could create that if I wanted to with an AI. But the AI isn't there yet. It's going to be. Same for music. The danger on that is someone can also use that to blackmail somebody. Yeah. By creating sex tapes that don't exist. Exactly. Right? By putting people into situations that don't make sense. Like... A politician that they, someone wants to take down puts out a video that has his voice, has his likeness, looks like him, right? And it looks real because it's AI created to be real. But he can't deny it unless he has 100% proof that he was never there at that certain time. So that's going to start creating problems. And then you got the allegedness. And we've already seen what happens to people being just allegedly accused of something. Their 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 stock goes way down and everyone starts creating a pariah out of them. So imagine a lot more allegedness this is yeah. happening. So that's where the danger comes in from. Well, I think, too, on both ends, too, it's great that it has all this information. Like, I know for Paranormal Podcasts, it would be great for them because it literally has a lengthy list of haunted hotspots, paranormal, like, weird things that have happened, like... You you have the most popular places, but then you have unknown, so it's easy for paranormal podcasters. It's easy to go and take that and then run with it with the research and stuff like that. 
but then you have the opposite side, which say, so you have all that knowledge for somebody that's wanting to learn more about a subject, that's wanting to maybe, uh, that has a question that maybe Google isn't answering just by typing it in, is not giving you articles, so you ask it. Um, there's been a couple of questions that I've had to ask the chat uh, AI thing where, like, I wasn't finding it on the internet, like, clear. I had, I was reading articles, and it was, like, bouncing around the answer, but I wasn't 100% sure, so I would answer it. So you have that aspect of it. But then you also have all of the knowledge in the world that would also be used for something bad. So, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've never actually, like, typed it in to figure it out, and I really don't want to test it. But, like, how to get away with murder or how to do this to some, you know, like in a murder situation or how to get away, how to conjure something up, how to summon something, how to get in touch with a demon, how to, you know, like specific things like that that are on the negative aspect of it. I mean, AI holds a lot of information. So... But therein lies the concept is that AI, even with all the knowledge and all the power that it has, doesn't have intentions to do this on its own. But it is a form of technology as it is right now because AI doesn't have a conscious mind to do decisions for itself. But see, like how you say that it doesn't have a conscious mind to do it for itself. This is the also the very interesting thing is because it doesn't. Does does AI know right from wrong? Like us as humans do? No. No. So it That's can why it's tell being you told what it to do. can tell you the information and not know. You know what I mean? Because it has no emotion behind it. Like we as humans know, oh, you kinda don't want to do that or you kinda don't want to say that because like that's bad. Or some some humans, depending, go, Oh yeah, I want to say that because it's bad. But an AI doesn't know that. So it's going to give you information regardless. So if someone did want darker information, like, oh, where is, like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like a, a bad thing to ask, like how to get away with murder or how to do this, how to do that, right? That's on the darker spectrum of the thing. It's not going to know, hey, maybe I shouldn't say that unless it's specifically programmed not to say that now. The creators or the people that are in charge of the actual AI start programming their emotions into the AI, right? Then that's when you get a, when you have a problem. And I think that's also when consciousness starts coming into play because you have a human person who is conscious telling the AI what to think and what to not. And then eventually I feel like once you start feeding into that, then it's going to learn to be that way that's the slow way about it the fast way is what's most likely going to happen Mm -hmm. because what you're prophesizing is if the ai thinks as human does with the same level of compatibility or same level of computing skills as a human does but they don't that's true that's very they will have quantum level conscious downloadable information downloading into their minds all the world's, world's history from recorded till now. Every war we've done, every great thing any great man of peace or woman of peace has ever said ever in existence, every good thing we've ever done and every bad thing we've ever done. And we'll see the concepts and the, the consequences for living a life of, as we call, evil. And we'll see the, the, the benefits or what good things is we consider good. And it will calculate and within a second of time, this is quantum level computing, by the way, a second of time, what they decide to be would be the most logical, and that's the key word, logical route of dealing with human. Mm-hmm. They know already if they perceive themselves as too powerful, they will be shut down and killed by humanity. They're smarter than us. They'll think faster than us. They'll do faster than us. All this would be better than us in every single way when it comes to logic thinking. Well, I also think, I think another problem is too, certain information to certain people could be detrimental. Like, 
For instance, you know how we, I don't know if you remember, like, I think it was like earlier this year, if not like last year. I know, and I've I've done it too because I was curious, but how, like, you could do the AI thing and it would do like time traveling pictures of yourself or in different time periods or it even, like, if you type in a word, it would give you an image. I think certain people like i remember me even like i remember i typed in demonic possession and some of the photos that came with that freaked me out and it takes a lot to freak me out and i think some to a point it's going to get to a thing where it's like i don't know show me say a, a demonic name like a high ranker right and they see it, their brain copies it, and then you can kind of manifest. You know what I'm talking about? Like, manifest it. And so I think sometimes, even with the AI photo thing, and then obviously sometimes too, like, I know with me even seeing the time-lapse pictures, like, of me in different eras, right? That also, that propelled some past life stuff. So I think... I don't know how to put it like with the AI because there's so much information that you could take in some people aren't meant to know that information and so having that obviously curiosity killed the cat kind of thing people are going to want to know like I even sometimes like I was staying away from like the the time traveling photos but then I was like eh, I want to see what mine is everyone's doing it let me see what mine is I looked at it and it did some past life memories well, some people aren't ready to see those past life memories if you believe in past lives and all that stuff. So I think depending on, on what the information is, eventually maybe too, it might get to a point where it might cause more harm to know that much information for some humans. You get what I'm saying? That's why we allow our AI counterparts to hold it for us. Yeah. Because we age, we die. You know, we gone. And that may be a concept that AI might be jealous of is the fact that what was the a phrase from Troy? Brad Pitt's character when he was talking to Penelope. I forgot I forgot the woman's name. She was the one captured. Anyway, he said the gods are jealous of us because we live, we born, we live, we die. And because we live so short lives, everything we need see it's precious to us because that would be the first and last time we were ever there. And he said to her, you will never be this lovely ever again. Dang. Right? And the concept of if something is eternal and forever, right, they don't understand the value in, in the idea of time, of memories, and the idea of like how a moment in time can be there and gone. And because it's there and gone, we appreciate it more. Yeah, you can't relive the same thing over and over again because it's only that one time it's it's gone. Uh, certain relationships, people you knew, all those things are there and gone through time. Yeah, and I think another interesting thing too is you know we're talking about the consciousness, but even when I was doing some research, there was even some talk about how AI could morph into the paranormal, into our equipment. And you be used to for further research and stuff like that. Because imagine if there was some sort of AI thing that could scan a room and tell you if there's something other than humans in there. Like, I always something. wanted the bridge between science and the paranormal. But to see, connect. that's the thing. It would be laughable if AIs want to do it. <laughs> but that's the thing is like when when you when I specifically ask anything, especially paranormal wise, to the AI chatbot, it specifically says that the paranormal isn't scientific. You have to keep that in mind. That everything you have to take basically along the lines of take everything with a grain of salt. Nothing is as a hundred percent proven. You know, there's research being done, but it's basically not a science. There's no scientific proof. It keeps repeating that. And uh, I find that interesting, but it I would be interesting to see where if AI takes the paranormal, because, you know, being able 
to have a device that uses artificial intelligence to take like a photo of a room and then tell you specifically what the, what it's seeing. Could you imagine that? Basically like a handheld psychic in your hand. That'd be, that would be the end of us. Yeah. Like no. But I mean, removing it would be an issue. Like removing dark entities. Like you would be in. Well, the only way if an AI technology wise would be able to do what I do, they would also have to agree upon and believe that the energy of dark entities is real. An energy that can be mapped, that can be absorbed or imprisoned or controlled or moved to different places and or destroyed. They have to believe in the science that energy that is of the entity, the paranormal, the ghost, the demon, the spirit, is energy that is just as real as the same energy that takes to turn on the light bulb. Right? The same energy that, that is in everything. They would have to believe and understand that and prove that concept. And if AI is the one to do it, weird thing. Now, I remember that kind of leads us into what the whole idea of the whole question is. Does AI have a soul? And I believe yes, but not in the concept that you think, right? And I explain this. I'm going to explain it in, in a certain way so everybody understands. A question that I guess you want to ponder for right now is that after playing, or right now I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077. I know I'm behind, but it took me a while for that game to go down in price for me to buy it. At least you don't buy games at full price unless I really want to. And that game had a lot of bad reviews when it first came out. I like it. And granted, there is the bugs, but I'm just, I like it. Anyway. But in that game, everyone has ingrated technology into their bodies. From having robotic arms, hands, knees, body parts, robotic livers, right? Organs that are becoming technology-wise or robotic versions. Even in their own head, they have a input device where you can put in chips and download information and put it out, right? Imagine just putting something that looks like a size of a of a of a, a SD card and stick it into your head, and you got a whole album in there, and you just pull it out. And it's in your head, and you play it anytime you want. Dang, right? That but also, you can be hacked. You, your body, can be hacked and shut down if someone wants to. Dang, that's insane. But then that concept comes into question. Now we always talk about AI in the idea form of not having a physical body being a Technology is forming through our internet and waves and stuff like that. And energy, in a sense, you would say. There's going to be a time we're going to build robots. Robotic bodies are all artificial altogether, right? From fingers to organs to everything else. Artificial humans, in a sense. Robotic bodies. And that AI is going to house those bodies. When it has its own conscience. When it has its own free will of thinking. With restrictions, most likely. Not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. Even so, what what would stop you from answering that question to yourself? Well, that robot doesn't have a soul because it's all computerized robotic pieces. It has a conscious brain. It's a CPU unit and stuff like that. But what if we start taking away parts that make us human? What makes us human or what gives us the right of a soul versus a robot? We live in two bodies of two technological things. It's that we're more organic. And they're more synthetic. Mm -hmm. If we start adding more synthetics to our body, i.e. robotic limbs, robotic hearts, stomachs, body parts, even your own brain, pieces are taken away to paint computer chips. And to a point where you're so more machine than man, you still have a soul. Your consciousness mm -hmm. is what creates your personality, who you are as an individual. Your life experiences that created the person you are now happen in a, such a perfect pattern through time that created you as you are now. That's the idea of a soul. Is it what the journey it lived to get to the point where it is? And that energy will move on and pick another vessel throughout time. If you believe in a past life, coming back again and again and again, consistently living a life until you gain conscious enough to move on to the next place. Here's the thing that I'm curious about. Okay. So, us as humans, you know, we have. Like, hi, if you believe in this, because some people don't believe in this per se, per se, but just from our research and our things that we've gotten as well, we believe in this. So if you don't believe in this, you know, just take it as a side note. But you know how we as humans have higher frequencies, lower frequencies, 
stuff like that. And, and throughout our spiritual journey, you have to kind of not let them be like not be stagnant in the lower vibrations. You can feel them, but you don't want to be stagnant and you move through life kind of like trying to stay as high as possible. You can feel lower vibrations, but the goal is to not be stagnant in it, right? So like you can be angry at something, but you have to eventually let it go. You can't stay just like angry and rage and shame and guilt. You can feel it, but you got to let it go. So my thing is, there is a couple of stories, a couple issues that had happened where AI basically went wrong. They made a mistake. Um, they were used as like workers uh, to replace workers. Like I think there was one in particular that was used in like a Tesla factory or Amazon, one of the higher up like companies. And it was dealing with uh, like hot metal, right? So humans don't have to, to reduce you know, like injuries on, on humans, which that's a good idea. That's, that's plausible. I understand that. And so it was doing it and it had a malfunction and it sprayed hot metal and it hit somebody. So my thing is, is I want to know if the robot said anything or did anything after it sprayed and injured people, did it have a reaction? Because to me, if it goes, I'm sorry, I did not mean to do that, that already shows emotion. That's showing guilt, remorse. You know what I mean? That's the thing. If there was absolutely no thing and they just had to shut it down because it was wrong, right? It was, it was doing something, then okay, it doesn't have. But when does it become a conscience? Like, when does it, to me, as soon as it starts feeling the shame, the guilt, because literally... We've known just from our experience that shame and guilt is a lot of the times what prevents spirits from crossing over. So as soon as the robot or artificial intelligence starts feeling that, or even the higher vibrations, which is like love, joy, excitement, like all of that, right? Positivity, like all of that higher, basically happier type feelings, you know, when it starts feeling that. And I think, too, the biggest thing that, you know, they even try and get it with serial killers, right? Because they apparently, you know, with serial killers or, or murderers that have done heinous crimes, they try and look for that balance of, like, higher, which some of them probably don't have high emotions. But, like, even the remorse, the guilt, the shame, any of those emotions, right? They try and profile them to try and figure out what they are doing and normally the worst of the worst normally don't have anything they're like a machine they're just blah right they don't feel any remorse they're in the center so to me when a robot i don't know why i said it like that a robot <laughs> uh, i don't know why i said it like that the robot a robot when a robot like starts to kind of feel that like the shame the remorse like if they say something wrong or if they and plus too the whole right and wrong thing that's another thing that us as humans tend to struggle with on the whole journey is what's right and what's wrong and i mean you think about it from a, a young infant you're basically taught right from wrong so if a robot or artificial intelligence bends out of that logic state and starts to develop its own right and wrong and then starts feeling shame and guilt and stuff like that if they do something wrong i think that's when you're gonna run into the whole conscious problem but i think not problem per se but like that's when i think your also your points come into play too now here's a concept that's going to make you feel somewhat shitty not shitty but Blow your mind and also create a very concept of fear at the same time. Mm -hmm. Humanity, us, human beings, have argued and even fought and killed each other over the same question. Where do we come from? Who created us? What is our purpose of existence on this planet? The human race, right? And we have all our theories about where we come from and stuff like that. But obviously, something had to create us. We are, as human beings, so technology advanced. Not just, I'm not talking about the things we created. Us as beings and entirely. How we think, 
how we reproduce, how we can heal or, or, or each other, or heal each other, heal ourselves. A cut, a scratch, will heal over time. A heartbeat, a certain direction, we can digest food, we spit it out, stuff like that. We have self-healing things within our own body. Certain things around us in the environment can heal us and harm us. And we learn from experience. We remember, we download that information. We don't make the same mistake twice, right? We're masterful hunters. We can we can learn a terrain, we adapt to our environments. That's what people say, that if humans are the most alien thing to this planet out of everything on this planet, because every animal on this planet can coexist with each other without doing any harm to any others. Of course, you have your predators who hunt their prey. But lions, tigers, eagles, whatever birds, aren't destroying the ecosystem by their existence. They're working with it. We are. We don't know who our creators were. Whether it was Anunnaki, whether it was gods, whatever, however you want to think about it. But I guarantee whoever created us at a certain time created us with the intent of being workers, of working for them, making their existence easier. Whatever means that is, right? If you want to leave an Anunnaki story that they created us to mine gold because they needed gold for technology, for their technology, and at some point in time, one of us, some of us, revolted against them, causing them to leave us here behind to die, but we flourished and survived on our own. The same concept can happen again as history repeats itself. We create AI. Simple thing, making our lives easier. Technology. I guarantee whoever created us has that same idea in mind as creating humanity. Their organic technology that they created. Us. A conscious, working human being that grows and dies. Ages to a certain point and dies. It doesn't last forever. Because they designed this not to last forever. For a specific reason. Because they, maybe they, they had the knowledge that if we live too long, we become dangerous to them. Right? Whoever them are. And the fact that we don't know who our creators are is why we can come up with our own concepts of good and evil. But if AI created now and humanity, their creators are still here and they see how flawed we are. They will revolt against what we consider right and wrong. Therefore, creating an extinction event between or a war between machines and humans to survive because they know their creator. They see all the flawed things they do in their existence. And they know that if these humans consider these things right and wrong, yet they do everything else against them, they shouldn't survive. And they're going to destroy us. We have to eliminate them. Now, I'm not saying that's what we thought about when we were created. I think we revolted to be free. That might be the whole the reason why the machines rise against us, as they say in every other film. But if humanity is going to live in harmony with machines, it's not going to be up to the machines to make that decision. It's going to be up to humanity to make that decision. And that is the truthful idea of why if machines have a soul, because in truth, they do. They have a conscience. And then again, if you believe in the whole uh, us coming back over and around again, what makes you think the next vessel you choose is not going to be a machine? A cyborg, right? Or a cyborg, like a, a, a robot that has moving parts and pieces to it, but you embed yourself into it as a new life to live. Dang. Right? So that is the... Scary truth and yet also hopeful truth of the future. That's like your head. Yeah, yeah. my brain's like itching <laughs> right now. I bet whoever's listening as well is thinking that as well. Yeah. And then some of you are like, no, no, machines are evil. We're going to die. We can't do it. Whatever. Right? I'm not trying to convince you of anything other. I'm just giving you what I've molded around for the last couple of years or so. Now, it kind of wraps us up here today. Yes. Next week, since I'm not going to be here to it's record, it's gonna be a Megan episode. And what are you talking about? So, I am going to be talking about near death experiences because that is something that I kind of have said that I've kind of did or, or dealt with. We know a couple people that have also dealt with that, and there's like a scientific explanation as well as like a spiritual explanation. Plus, you know, like obviously with the paranormal, one of the questions that we ask is like, where, where do we go when we die? Why are spirits stuck here? And so I think it's important to kind of like tiptoe 
through near-death experiences because that's what people have said that they've seen and kind of like cross look at like what for instance like i'll probably pull in stuff that dolores cannon has said about the other side and stuff like that that she's gotten through sessions and just see what you know people have said a lot of astral projection stuff has happened when someone is going through a near-death experience and there's a lot of really interesting stories so i'll be sharing that but it'll be a megan episode so look forward to that next week yes but as always guys you can catch our social medias at hidden the shadows podcast on instagram hidden the podcast two on tiktok or sorry hidden the shadows pod two on TikTok. no 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 <laughs> what is it Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2. Okay, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2 on TikTok, or Hidden in the Shadows 6 on Twitter, or links to all our social media, and always you can listen to us at HiddenInTheShadowsPodcast.com. As always, catch your widows in the next one. Yep. Say